Good evening, friends. This is Dick Flax with another of our monthly episodes of Inside Isla Vista. And as we have so often, uh, we're pleased to welcome to our shared space. It's really a Zoom space. None other than George Thurlow. Uh, but this is a different George Thurlow, the same physical George Thurlow, but a different George Thurlow. Welcome, George. Thank you, Thanks. Dick. It's great to be back, and it's great to be talking about Isla Vista. So, uh, George has been the Vice Chancellor, Associate Vice Chancellor for Alumni Affairs, and, as we often say, the Chancellor's Advisor on Isla Vista Affairs, and uh, that brought him to help create the Community Service District, which has been the focus of a lot of our Inside IV conversations and being the university's representative on the board of the um, CSD. And something has happened as of really yesterday to all of those facets of George Thurlow. You wanna tell us what that was, is? Well, Dick, after 14 years at the university and, and prior to that for six years, I was a alumni volunteer serving on the Alumni Association Board of Directors. Um, I've decided to retire uh, and pursue some other projects, uh, hopefully get back to doing some more writing. Um, I had an incredible experience, and, a, and as I tell everybody, um, it was people like you, Dick, and faculty members who kind of set me out on the, on the, on the road to a wonderful career. And it was staff people at the university who really, really supported me. Um, and I believe I have a, a debt to repay to this institution. Um, I spent 14 years trying to, to uh, buy that debt down. And I can tell you that I'm, I'm still in arrears and I still have lots to do to repay UCSB for everything it gave me. So I'm, uh, I'm retired, but I, am, I have not uh, left the orbit of the great University of California, Santa Barbara. And, well, maybe, um, maybe we'll, to... yeah, so maybe we'll get into that, what you're going to be doing now. As someone who's also retired, I like the way you said, I am retired, which with one day only, you've already settled into the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really easy to settle into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and you know, I think, uh, you know, as, as a result of the fact that I no longer am uh, working at the university, um, I... I resigned my position as the university's representative on the um, Community Services District Board of Directors. They've just sworn in new members, um, and I, I just I, I just am incredibly uh, proud and also hopeful um, about this CSD. Um, they have really made they as a group have really made huge strides in terms of helping to bring a sense of um, self-government and a sense of community to Isla Vista. Uh, they obviously have a long, long way to go, um, but uh, you know, we gotta give credit to Doss Williams because he was clearly the one who made this happen. And despite all the naysayers, I think there's been nothing but positive that's come out of it. This new group of, of board members is gonna be really dynamic and, and uh, <laughs> 
Well, it, it's been a remarkably uh, work of working board and uh, Jonathan Abood and other staff, remarkable. It, I say remarkable because as you probably well know, and, and I, following Isla Vista for half a century, uh, on and off, I've, you know, th there's often been dysfunctional situations created there, infighting and conflict and defaulting, but that hasn't been the case at all with the CSD, as far as I can tell. You know, and, and, and Dick, I think you really raise a really incredibly interesting point, which I don't think anybody has really explained or answered, um, and that is why there hasn't been the infighting and, that you, you know, have seen in the past, or even the kinds of petty conflicts that you see going on in, in other government agencies. Um, and I don't know what that is. I, I, I mean, a lot of, you got to give a lot of credit to the CSD board uh, because yeah. uh, of the uh, incredibly mature way that they've handled um, government power. Um, and, and, and I think there was a good agenda set out. And the idea that, uh, that there was a year of community meetings to talk to, about what it was that a CSD board needed to do. I think that really helped a lot. And of course, Darcel was the key player there. She's got a legacy too, so. Just to make sure people understand what we're talking about with Das and Darcel, Das was the assembly member from here who uh, enabled very skillfully uh, legislation at the state level that enabled a community service district to happen in Isla Vista as a form of self-government. Darcel is, was then and continues as his key staff person. Now he's on the county board, also a position of importance, of course, in relation to Isla Vista, even though it's a different uh, supervisorial district. And Darcel is very hardworking, was, you know, as an organizer and as a spark plug uh, in the days leading up. But you yourself deserve credit for this, uh, bringing the university into this as a supporter. I mean, you both, we both may remember that there was a period 30, 40 years ago now that the university did not want self-government for Isla Vista, fearing, I guess, uh, what the students could do if they were in control of a real government. Uh, and uh, the argument that putting, giving students empowerment and, 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 and self-determination in a community may give a sense of ownership that would be an alternative to uh, the way life was carried on in Isla Vista back in the, let's say, the 60s and 70s uh, and beyond. So that argument is finally, uh, you know, and I think Chancellor and the administration deserve uh, credit for, for making that fundamental shift in the university's perspective with respect to uh, Isla Vista. I, I, do you agree with me on all that? Yes, yes. I think, I think the challenge will be um, how to keep the university engaged um, as these issues uh, that have vexed the university for years, the 
party scene, the out of control community uh, deltopias and Halloweens, um, and now the issue with COVID. Um, as those, you know, and I, I truly believe the community and the CSD have really come together to address these issues and with the assistance of the university. Um, I think the challenge will be to keep the university engaged um, as some of these more vexing issues um, are dealt with. Uh, I, I continue to think, and you and I have talked about this a lot, that we need to get more um, intellectual activity from the university going on and out of this. So I'm just constantly amazed at the potential research um, issues and, that could be addressed by our faculty out in Isla Vista. Uh, I mean, there's just some really interesting topics out there. And I, and I think that that's part of it is we need to, we need to engage the intellectual power of this university out in Isla Vista. Yes, and the faculty has had members who've been very active and major, major uh, contributors to, to the improvement of life and to the intellectual and cultural and uh, educational life of the community, but that rises and falls. Uh, um, some faculty yeah. who did that are no longer there. Uh, I was one of those who did a little bit in that regard, but there are others who have left this scene for other pastures. Um, and so it's, you're right, it's been a oscillating up and down attention from certainly the faculty, but also, yes, the administration, especially now that so many other profound challenges are undoubtedly there for people, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the UCSB administration, uh, given COVID, given the econ budget and economic crises, given the national and maybe international future of, of higher education being pretty confusing how to how to understand that and where things should go with remote learning and with uh, and with budget and with student you know what is it what is it all for and all of this it, it, there's never been a time in my 60 years in higher education that there haven't been crises but this is maybe multiple and yet uh, I like to feel that a crisis like this can be a very creative moment too, in terms of rethinking, pushing people to rethink what's needed. We haven't even mentioned the, or we only alluded to the issues of policing and and uh, community safety and, and all the rest in, in Isla Vista. So um, your tenure, so to speak, as an Ivy point person for the chancellor precedes the CSD. Is, have you tried to inventory what you accomplished and did not accomplish in that role? Is that a fair question for you to uh, tackle for a few minutes yeah, here? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I, I think that uh, if there was anything that I was supposed to do, uh, and of course, um, I, it, we should point out that uh, part of the reason, I mean, probably the whole reason why I was chosen to um, sit on the CSD and to uh, be the Chancellor's Special Assistant on Ana Vista 
was that the UCSB Foundation trustees, a very, very powerful group, um, spent an entire summer in 2014 looking at the role of the university in Isla Vista and coming out with a, 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 very, a very powerful list of recommendations, with one of the major ones being the appointment of a senior administrator to um, facilitate uh, the university's relationship with Isla Vista. So, and I think that, I mean, part of the reason I was chosen for that was because I knew most of the foundation people and understood where it was they were coming from. Uh, um, if I yeah, but if I can inter interrupt, it's that you were also perfect yeah. in a number of ways. You had been a student, you lived in Isla Vista, you were there at the hot, hot days of of the late 60s, early 70s. You developed a lot of, and then you coming back to Santa Barbara, you worked at the uh, News and Review, you were, uh, uh, and, the, and you were connected to a lot of the uh, community-based, uh, you know, sources of funding, if you will, uh, business community and so forth, in remarkably uh, interesting set of things that you brought to that. So you were the right guy to, I think, to do this. Um, maybe, yeah, uh, or maybe you don't feel you were. So if I accomplished, if I accomplished anything, Dick, it would be that I, I think I improved the communication going on uh, between the community and the university, which I think has always been a challenge. Um, and um, and I think if if I didn't accomplish a lot, it was that I wasn't able to sort of cement those that communication into something that was more formal. Um, but um, you know, communicate. I mean, that was I think my my major mission, which was to um, improve, help communicate, help communicate the the university's position on issues, but also to help communicate the needs of the community right. uh, back to the university. So one thing you achieved concretely was the su financial support of the community service district on the university's part. What was that commitment, remind us, financially? It was a um, $200,000 uh, $200, a year for seven years uh -huh. um, and uh, and in turn the uh, uh, university would be left out of the CS of the CSD's jurisdictional area uh -huh. so there was a trade-off um, and, uh, and and I believe I because of the good faith on the part of university people like Chuck Haynes uh, the main budget person at UCSB, um, that initial payment to the CSD uh, kept it alive because what people may forget is, is the CSD was formed, but it had no tax ability. And so it survived for almost a year with the only income being what was coming from the university. So that, so, and yes, and, and then the fact that it was a seven-year, that means there's still a few years left of that, course, yes. which is important. By the way, for our listeners who may have tuned in late, this is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Dick Flax, um, and we're in conversation with 
George Thurlow, Special Assistant to the Chancellor on Isla Vista Emeritus. George has just retired from that position. And when I say just, I mean 48 hours, uh, pretty much. But he's already settled into retirement. But, but we're reviewing um, his exceptional work uh, as, that, as that figure from the campus who tried to work most closely, as he just said, uh, with the community and with the university to build bridges and connections and supports that have enabled the community to be, would you say it's a different place or what, how would you say? You said, you know, was- I think in some ways it hasn't changed a bit and, you know, uh, old, old alums, uh, can drive by their old apartments and they look exactly the same and the streets are the same and the beach is the same. What has really changed is the level of community connect. Activity. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the Isla Vista Community Network, uh, which meets um, every two weeks or so, has about 50 people, all of whom are doing something in Isla Vista. And, and there is a tremendous amount of communication as well as uh, mutual support. That, that level of, I don't see that in very many places. Right. Um, and then you have the, the parks district, which we, we sometimes forget about, but which has been an important player from, for many decades. Um, and of course you have the Isla Vista clinic neighborhood clinic, but, um, yeah, I think the level of trust and communication and, uh, community work, you know, just everybody digging in to try and make things better. That's what's changed. Right. And students are involved as well as uh, older people in those networks that you're in institutions that you're talking about. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the stu- and you know, and that'll be always, always another issue, which is how to get student government more engaged. I mean, they're pretty engaged with Isla Vista, but um, but I think the student government could be associated students could probably uh, p- do more. Yes, students. It's very hard if if you have a, a transient, if you will, student body, as it inevitably yeah. is, for, to make sure enable that to happen. But but to the degree, you know, as we've been saying, the degree of not harmony but mutual understanding, including. Yeah. that high administrators now are, are tuned into Ivy. All of that, you know, it, it unfortunately took the tragedies of, of 2014 to trigger all this development, I think. But um, uh, as one might, often, I often believe that that kind of crisis does create the opportunities for real change. And that may be what we're uh, hoping and claiming uh, as we have this conversation. So is that... I think you were starting to tell us much earlier in the conversation, there's some unfinished business that you were supposed to do. do Or did you mean to say that? Um, You mean personally? No, I mean, in in Isla Vista. Oh, in Isla Vista. You know, I will tell you the unfinished, the unfinished part, um, which has been there and you know, this it has been there for, for 40 years, 50 years. The transiency issue 
um, I always kind of poo-pooed. Um, I just thought that was an excuse to, to disempower right. people in Isla Vista. Um, but as I've been out there and worked uh, out there and gotten to know the issues a little better, uh, somehow we have to figure out the transiency issue, uh, which means we need to build institutions that um, can thrive within that transient culture. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure what those are, to be perfectly honest. Um, uh -huh. But I do think the transiency, the fact that, that people will only live there two to four years um, will always be uh, will always be a challenge for Isla Vista um, because it's hard. Uh, and then and then what I also realized is what I didn't what I guess I should have known is people don't stay in the same apartment building for their two years, three years in Isla Vista. They move from apartment to apartment. So my sort of dream of building block by block community um, where the, the people on a, on a certain block get together and, and they communicate with each other and they, uh, you know, even party together um, falls apart because the people on one block are gone by the next year and trying to rebuild that kind of uh, neighborhood cohesiveness is really difficult. So traditional neighborhood community building grassroots um, is, is difficult in Isla Vista. And so therefore I think we have to come up with some other kinds of models and I just haven't figured those out. And I'm hoping that those are the kinds of model, those are kinds of things that our faculty at UCSB could help us solve. Just, just as one comment on that is, uh, there's been a long-standing kind of maybe fantasy that the university would acquire control over the existing housing in Isla Vista, and what that could mean, even in terms of what you're talking about, could be that you'd have some staff, uh, you know, staff housing within the. Uh, within the apartment uh, buildings that now are in Isla Vista, uh, staff who would be involved in community building. That's one idea I know I've imagined over the years. So we got a, uh, we're, we're coming close to the end of this. And, uh, is, is, do you have an idea of, of the kind of person who, what should, should your role be continued, the special assistant for Isla Vista, should that continue? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think, uh, and I think it's really important. Um, the, the decision by the chancellor in terms of who is going to sit on the CSD board, right? Uh, because they really are going to have one foot in one world and one foot in the other world. And, uh, one of the challenges I always had was that, uh, I was viewed by some at, at UCSB as a sort of, uh, uh, Stockholm, uh, <laughs> type, you know, where you, you know, you're, you're kidnapped and you're kept captive and pretty soon you're, you're believing everything that your captors have told you. Um, and then I would get out to Isla Vista and of course I would be the bad guy because I was, I was the 500 pound gorilla from the university. Um, <laughs> 
And so on both, it, it, I think it takes a special person that can, can live in both of those worlds and, um, understand and not, and, and have a tremendous amount of patience. And is you there know, an, am, yeah, and a connection, I don't even know the answer to this. Is there an advisory committee that, um, that kind of person relates to on campus, administrators and or faculty committee or, or campus-wide committee might be a good idea along with that. Um, yeah. Well, some of the, the um, one of the things that's happened with COVID is that uh, the campus's uh, sort of high-level decision-making has moved um, away from uh, what used to be the Chancellor's Senior Officer Group, which no longer meets. Yeah. Um, and what now meets is, is an operational group um, that meets almost daily right. to discuss COVID. And, and so um, COVID is going to, you know, COVID comes and goes in Isla Vista. And I looked at today's stats. There's 14 new cases in Isla Vista. That may be uh, an all-time record for new cases in one day. So, um, and there just, was a big, I mean, big jump in the county as a whole, too. Yeah, yeah, and and so um, you know that'll that'll also. I mean, I think that will be the most pressing issue, which is is how does the campus help um, Isla Vista community, uh, the community services district, and the county in trying to uh, keep our uh, residents in IV, most of whom are UCSB students, healthy and safe. Um, so that, so you, you are like everything else, yeah, you're going to continue to have a relationship to Isla Vista. I've, I'm suspecting. Yeah, I, I've got some ideas about. Uh, uh, it seems to me that it's the it's time for an uh, Isla Vista newspaper. And I think it would be quite appropriate to name it the Isla Vista News and Review. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that once once we get post-vaccine, um, I think you're going to see a, a new publication out in Isla Vista. Well, that may be the last newspaper in America. <laughs> well, let me tell you, its chances for survival are quite good because it doesn't need to make a profit all it needs to do is to eat up all of my retirement pension <laughs> okay well <laughs> so with that uh so we're gonna me, bid, wish me luck. I, I wish you more than luck i wish you having a wonderful uh uh let's call it the th third act of life rather than uh retirement that's how i view it jane finally gave me that idea that you can look at this <laughs> that life that way. Uh, and uh, uh, because it's an, it's actually a liberating thing. If you can have us a, a nice, you know, materially secure retirement at all uh, gives you a chance to be your fullest self. And that would be very exciting for the world, George. So thank you uh, so thank much you. for all that you've done. And uh, we will probably not ever talk to you again on the radio, but I hope to talk to you in <laughs> the real world. So thanks a lot and uh, take Wonderful. care of yourself. Take care. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye.
So this is Dick Flack signing off. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. And thanks to Lisa Osborne, as usual, for being our producer and intrepid leader of public affairs and news here at KCSB. Good night.